بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم ما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا إني أسكنت من ذريتي بواد غير ذي زرع عند بيتك المحرم ربنا ليقيموا الصلاة فاجعل أفئدة من الناس تهوي إليهم وارزقهم من الثمرات لعلهم يشكرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نحل والد ولدا من نحل أفضل من أدب حسن أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Most respected elders and brothers It is the desire of every parent that their child becomes the coolness of their eyes But how we express or translate the coolness of our eyes that will differ from person to person based on his understanding, the values that he imbibes in his child, the teachings that he instills within his child, all that will determine what coolness it will bring to him later on in his life. One is the general perception that we wish our children to be the coolness of our eyes as far as our dunya is concerned. And we generally make an effort in this regard to secure their, their dunya, to give them material security, to give them a good education. Although that is something which is obviously required, but that is not the sole objective and purpose of life. So together with making an effort in giving them their education, more important is it is to give them the correct dini values, to give them the correct thinking regarding Iman, regarding their deen, and regarding Islam. And when we will give them these true values of deen, then inshallah we will find the true coolness of our eyes when we will require it the most. And this is a time when a person will leave this world. One is the coolness of his eyes in this very world. And because of giving the child the correct values, the child will understand his obligation to his parents. And he will take care of his parents when the parent is in his old age. And he will fulfill his, dini, his obligations as far as this world and, his, and will fulfill his dini obligations after the parent leaves this world. In the hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, That when a person passes away, all his deeds terminate. It's no longer possible for him to do any good deed because he has passed away. Besides for three deeds, that despite the person having left this world, these three actions will be a means of him receiving reward continuously even after his demise. The first is sadaqatin jariyatin. Charity which will continue to accrue reward for a person by him spending on some charitable work, for example, building a masjid or a madrasa or constructing a well from which people continue to take benefit. So as long as that remains, the benefit and reward will continue to come to him in the hereafter. 
جیسے کنیز او علم بھی نالج تھرو ایچ ادرس آر بینیفٹیڈ فار ایگزامپل بائی ہم ٹیچنگ سم پرسن اور بائی ہم رائٹنگ این اسلامک بک اینڈ بائی مینس آف دیٹ ادرس ٹیک بینیفٹ اینڈ دے لرن سو ایز لانگ ایز دیٹ از یوز فار اے مینس آف بینیفٹ آف ادرس ہی ول کنٹینیو ٹو ریسیو دیٹ ایوارڈس اینڈ دی تھرڈ ایکشن از اولدن صالح یدعو له A pious child who will make dua for his parent. This reward will continue to benefit that parent after the demise of that parent when that child will make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send the reward to that parent. It is very beautifully said that your children are your business. The more effort you put into them, the greater the returns. The more effort you put into them as far as this world The only returns you will see is this world. But the greater effort we put in as far as our deen, then we will find greater rewards and greater benefits in the hereafter. On one occasion, Isa was traveling and on his journey he passed by a person's grave. And he found that this person was receiving punishment and the angels of punishment were at his grave and punishing him. Nevertheless, after some time, Isa alayhi salam, after his whatever errand he had went for, on his return, he passed by the grave of this very same person. But this time he found that this person, the malaika of mercy, were at his grave. Now he was amazed. He performs two rakat salah and he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh Allah, what is the condition of this person? Prior to this, I had seen that he was experiencing punishment. And now the malaika of mercy are at his grave. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed him that, O oh Isa alayhi salam, this person was a very sinful person. And because of his evil ways and habits, he was receiving punishment. But at the time when he passed away, his wife was expecting a child. And this child then grew up and the mother then admitted this child into maktab. And the first day this child went to maktab, The ustaz or the teacher taught this child to recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in, revealed to Hazrat Isa alayhi salam, فَاسْتَحْيَيْتُ مِنْ عَبْدِي أَنْ أُعَذِّبَهُ بِنَارِي فِي بَطْنِ الْأَرْضِ I became ashamed of punishing my servant with my punishment in the, in the ground while on the surface of this very same earth his son is taking my name. And because of this, I withheld my punishment and I admitted him into Jannat. Imagine this was the benefit of one just taking Bismillah, just taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was the statement of the pious predecessors that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala int- intends to destroy any nation, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first observes to see whether there are children learning the Qur'an. And through the blessings of the children learning Qur'an in that locality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then withholds His punishment. Those children, masoom children learning the quran Kareem and learning the basic and fundamentals of their deen becomes a means of withholding the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It becomes a protection for that entire locality. So this primary education is of utmost importance. instilling the correct dini values 
In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, مَا نَحَلَ وَالِدٌ وَلَدًا مِن نَحْلٍ أَفْضَلَ مِن أَدَبٍ حَسَنٍ That there is no gift that any parent can give his child better than good character. Many a times we may be asked that what is the best thing you can give your child? Different people will have different answers. But that in the definition of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best gift that any parent can give his child is good values. As it has been very beautifully said, that a person without values is a valueless person. That person who has no values is a valueless person. So to bring true values in our lives, in our children's lives, it is of utmost importance that we educate them. We, te- we teach them the correct morals, the correct habits, and the, the way to conduct as a Muslim, as a believer. If we look into the life of Nabi wasallam, then we would find importance given throughout the various stages of Islam. From the early stages of Islam to this very same primary education of deen. The very famous incident of, of the acceptance of Islam of Umar ta'ala anhu, that when he had come to know of his sister accepting Islam, then when he came to the home, his sister Fatima radiallahu anha and her husband, Sa'id radiallahu anhu, they were learning the Qur'an from Khabbab radiallahu an. And that later then became the means of Azr Umar radiallahu an accepting Islam. So the ulama explained that this maktab, this primary education, was a means of this great leader of Islam becoming a Muslim. It was the means of his hidayat. Him going to that maktab, just being there in the presence of that maktab, of learning the basics of the Qur'an, became a means of this great Sahabi accepting Islam. Then we find when 12 people from the Ansar had come to Makkah Mukarramah in the months of Hajj, and they pledged to Nabi wasallam in the valley of Aqaba, then when this group of 12 people returned to Medina Munawwara, they requested from Nabi wasallam to send someone to teach them regarding the basics of their deen. And to teach them regarding the Qur'an, how to recite the Qur'an, and the laws and the commandments of deen. Thus Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent Hazrat Musab ibn Umir radiallahu anhu. And he stayed at the home of As'ad ibn Zurara radiallahu anhu. The ulama explained that Musab ibn Umir radiallahu anhu is considered as the first muqri, the first teacher of the Muslims in Medina Munawwara. The first ustaz of Medina Munawwara, even before the arrival of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And through his efforts, many of the leaders of the Ansar accepted Islam. Again, the blessings and the outcome, the fruits of this primary education. And like this, according to the necessity, whenever any group or any, any person would accept Islam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would assign that person, that new Muslim, to some learned sahabi to teach him the basics of deen. And when it was a big nation, a group of people, then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would sometimes send some of his sahaba to that place to teach them. And this was the practice that as per the need, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would send or instruct some sahabi to teach those people regarding the basics of their deen. And this continued in the era of Azra Umar radiallahu anhu, However, in the era of, of and the Khilafat of Umar radiallahu anhu, this became much more formal. 
Umar radiallahu anhu instructed Amir ibn Abdullah al-Khuzai radiallahu anhu to teach the children the Qur'an, to teach them the basics of their deen. So initially, these classes would be held for the entire day. But later on, it now became more formalized. And a time was specified from the time of Fajr up to mid-morning. And then from the time of Zuhr to Asr. And then later on, more details have been mentioned in the kitabs of history. And it is mentioned that Umar would instruct Amir ibn Abdullah that for the weaker students, you should write on slates. And for those who are more bright, then you should teach them verbally. And he even stipulated a stipend for him from the Baytul Mal, from the public treasury. So that he would have no other need to now pursue some livelihood and his needs were taken care of. Later on, as per the need, Umar radiallahu anhu then appointed three people with this responsibility and task to teach the children. And then even more formal later on, he even brought into vogue the system of Friday being a holiday. So this became a much more formalized system in the time of Umar radiallahu If you look at the scenes of the past, Imam Bukhari was a great muhaddis and a very great leader in hadith, he himself narrates his incident to one of his students. He says, I was inspired to memorize hadith and to pursue the science of hadith while I was in maktab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired me while I was in maktab. So the student asked Imam Bukhari that what age were you at that time? So he mentioned, I was the age of 10 or probably younger. Imagine at such a young age, because of the blessings of that primary education, that maktab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired him to then become the great leader who he became. He says, thereafter I then began to sit in the gatherings of hadith and the lessons of hadith of Imam Dakhiri and the other muhaddisin of that era. So again, the importance of this primary education and the blessings and the benefits of this. One of the great ulama of India, Shaykh al-Hind, Mawlana Mahmood al-Hassan on one occasion he was imprisoned in the prison of Malta for approximately four years because of his efforts against the British trying to instill and to establish the Khilafat in India. And after his release from prison, a very large gathering of ulama and students and his associates gathered in the masjid of the Darul Uloom. Now after four years, they were meeting this giant of knowledge and the ustas of many, many leaders of the ulama in India and throughout the globe. Everyone wished to hear what advice this great senior will have for them. So he told them, that in my entire stay in the prison, I pondered that what, was, what is the cause of the downfall and deteriorating condition of the Muslims throughout the globe. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired me that there are two main causes for the downfall of the Muslims. Now everyone became attentive that what is it that this great person learned and what are these two points? So he mentioned the first is their neglect of the quran kareem Because of them abandoning the quran kareem abandoning the recitation of the quran kareem 
abandoning the teachings of the Qur'an Kareem and practicing on the Qur'an Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought upon them this downfall. And he says, the second is they're infighting and they're fighting amongst each other. That has brought about their downfall. And then he mentioned that now I have made this the goal and objective of my life. That I will at all costs try to bring alive these two qualities. And to bring alive the first quality of the practice of the Quran Kareem. Maktabs must be established throughout the country in every village. So that the children from a young age are able to learn and recite the Quran. And people should be encouraged to recite the Quran. And then classes of tafsir should be held in every masjid. So that people can learn about the Quran and practice on the Quran. And regarding the second aspect he mentioned, that at all costs, I advise one and all, to refrain from infighting and to uphold the sanctity of every Muslim. So this was the great advice given by Shaykh al-Hindra So it is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Perhaps this is a great favor for Islam alone. And perhaps there's no other religion like the religion of Islam where from a young age we find children and Majority of the Muslims throughout the globe are able to recite the Qur'an in the original language that it has been revealed. And there is no other religion that people are able to recite the scripture in its original language. This is the honor and dignity of Islam alone. From a very young age, people of different languages, different creeds, different backgrounds, are able to recite the Qur'an in its original language, in the language of the of Arabic, despite Arabic not being their language. So this is obviously the outcome and the blessings of that maktab. If we have to ponder in our own lives as well, that whatever abilities we have and our knowledge regarding Islam, our ability to recite the Qur'an, our ability to recite the Salah correctly, to know how to perform wudu, to know the basic aspects of our deen. This is obviously the outcome and the benefit of us attending some maktab in our young age and learning regarding the basic fundamentals of our deen. So in order for this to continue, this is of importance that we instill this in our children as well. We give this very same importance to our children as well. And we ensure that they attend this primary education of the maktab. And one is the benefit of Islam, and perhaps unparalleled, we find the system of the maktab in our country. And indeed, this is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. And the fruits of the efforts of our senior ulama in this country, that we find such a maktab system, that people from different countries come to our country to learn how to implement this maktab system, and even it Sometimes the ulama of Arab countries come to our country to learn this system that we have here in our country and the kitabs and the books that have been prepared on the various subjects are even sent out to other countries for them to follow and to learn from this system. So this is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us that He has made it possible for our children from a young age to learn the basic aspects of Islam, the various sciences of our deen, whether it be the knowledge of the Qur'an, 
to recite the Qur'an, then the Islamic history, the knowledge pertaining to our salah, fiqh, etc. So all this is possible for the children by attending that maktab. So when it is the great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us, then the appreciation of this favor is to value and to, to instill the importance in our children, to ensure that they attend this maktab. Otherwise, Allah forbid, if we show this appreciation to this great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it should not be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away this great bounty. So this is the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. So this favor should be taken with great importance. And we should ensure that our children attend it, attend that maktab. Many a times what happens is that our children are admitted into the maktab, but they only attend some of the days in the week. And many a times, some other activities come up in the day or in the week. Now they are going for some training or some extracurricular activities, some tuition. And that child is deprived of his basic teachings of day. And many a times the child is not even attending, he's attending a Christian school. And throughout the day, that modernist and circular education is now being presented to him. And that mindset is being instilled into him. And that is not combated by him learning something regarding his deen. So it is obvious what will be the detrimental consequences of this later on in his life. That now that becomes his mindset, that becomes his objective. It is mentioned that by instilling this importance of this education only and extracurricular activities, this is creating that mindset in this child from that young age that your deen is not very important. Now you are going for this extracurricular activity or you're going for this tuition, you're going for this sporting activity. Because of that you are leaving your maktab. You are leaving this maktab education. So that is creating that mindset in this child from a young age that your deen is not so important. Then it is obvious later on that child will neglect his salah he will even neglect his dini obligations because he has been taught that from a young age. So this is the consequences that it will have. So it is of utmost importance that we ensure that our children diligently attend this maktab system. And inshallah, when they will attend this maktab system diligently, then we will find the desired effects and the desired benefits. And Obviously, when we look at the lives of the West, the people of the West, then one of the historians has mentioned that the greatest disservice that the people, the West has given is to their children. They have deprived their children of their rightful duties and their basic understanding of life. And this person mentions that I had studied Approximately from 1900 to 1960, the lives of hundred affluential and wealthy people in the West. And after studying their lives, I came to this conclusion that most of their heirs are plagued with alcoholism, drug addiction, and they are delinquents. Many of them are even on the streets. And they don't have a basic understanding of what are their priorities of life. And there is no hope that this wealth will even go further than one generation. 
because of them sacrificing their children for this materialism. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and protect our progenies and grant us the true understanding to instill within them the importance of our deen, the importance of this maktab education. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ